since Jesus mentions the word Samaritan, all of a sudden the listeners would understand who the Samaritan was. So uh, like with these parables, there are elements, there are pictures that the listener, the hearer would immediately know. And these listeners would certainly say, aha, that's who he is, that's who that person is. So they're, they're, the words that Jesus uses and the people he identifies with would have been very much up close and personal to the listeners. Welcome, everyone, to the 40th podcast of Renew Your Mind. Um, today, we have with us um, Pastor Paul Gruenberg, our senior pastor, and we have Reverend John Nail. He's our pastor of visitation and our uh, past senior pastor, <laughs> past twice. Um, and then we have myself, Dana Hall, as a moderator. And just a note, it may sound a little different today because we are recording a little differently. Um, we have a Zoom going on um, because we have uh, Pastor Paul off-site. And then um, myself and Reverend John are in the room with uh, Dan Hawkins, our awesome producer. So uh, we just have a lot going on. So we're trying, uh, we're trying to uh, navigate through this um, a little bit differently. So we hope it sounds okay. Um, to wrap it up, or not to wrap it up, but to start it off, um, we are speaking about parables. And um, our previous podcast was about parable, parables. And uh, simplistically, it is an earthly story about a heavenly truth. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure that when I've heard parables, I'm not sure that um, that I heard or understood that a very easy to understand story was about a heavenly truth. So I'm glad that um, both the both pastors have already explained that. So we're going to delve into a particular parable. Um, we are in uh, Luke 10, and we're going to start with chapter, or excuse me, verse 25. And it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. And I'll let Pastor Paul kind of uh, start us off with that. Thanks, Dana. Uh, one of the aspects of this parable and the other one we're going to touch on next podcast, I was talking with John earlier about what podcast or what parables we should cover. And, and John honed in on these two uh, particular parables. The Samaritan is probably one of the best known uh, parables regarding uh, people using the Good Samaritan or, hey, are you a Good Samaritan? I mean, it just kind of is a well-known, I don't know, uh, moniker that people get called. Hey, he was a good Samaritan. And so that's why we chose this. And then uh, the other one would be the prodigal son, uh, again, which we'll cover next week. But one of the aspects of the parables we need to understand is that Jesus didn't always just share a story to share a story. He shared a story to make a point. And in this particular parable, uh, there was an expert in the law who stood up to test Jesus. They were trying to get Jesus to say something wrong uh, or something that would be uh, blasphemous, uh, something that would cause him to get into trouble. And he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus oftentimes will answer a question with a question. And he says, what is, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And then the 
expert in the law just says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And these were very familiar passages from the Old Testament uh, in a place called the Shema, uh, the Old Testament from the Torah. And Jesus simply says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. And then, of course, the expert wants to justify himself. So he says, Jesus, and who is my neighbor? John, who is my neighbor? Oh, you're, oh, you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to read the uh, scripture. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm working through it. So okay. in, the, uh, in the reply, Jesus uses a man, uh, robbers, a priest, a Levite, and a Samaritan. And the man is going down to Jerusalem from Jericho. And it's a, a 20, 21-mile stretch. And it's got lots of turns and stuff. And there are sections of that that you just never want to travel alone because it's known as a place where robbers hang out. And yet a man goes walking down foolishly by himself and is robbed. He is beaten and he is stripped. Everything is taken away within an inch of his life. And then three guys come by. Jesus talks about these three guys. The first one's a priest, the second one's a Levite, and the third one's a Samaritan. And it says about the priest uh, happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him and passed by on the other side. But the Samaritan, well, let's, let's handle the priest and the Levite, John. Well, as we said in the last podcast, the listeners would clearly see in their mind who these two people are, and they would mm -hmm. also know who the teacher of the law is. Uh, I imagine the listeners, when Jesus is telling this, in this would be primarily male, so they would understand right away what was happening, and and they certainly would know, as you alluded to, the passage from the Shema and, and all of that. And so when he mentions these people, the listeners would know exactly who the priest was. Now, for the priest and the Levite, one of the real scary things for them is they could not touch That's right. this, this beaten body. Uh, I'm sure if they were close enough, they maybe could observe that he was still breathing. Uh, but certainly if he was dead, they, you don't touch a dead body because then all of a sudden factors come in that you have to be cleansed and all that that meant. Mm -hmm. So they completely stay away from him. Uh, and then when he mentions, Jesus mentions the word Samaritan, all of a sudden the listeners would understand who the Samaritan was. So uh, like with these parables, there are elements, there are pictures that the listener, the hearer, would immediately know. Uh, they would have seen the man go out and sow the seed. They knew that. Uh, they would know about a sheep being lost, uh, and they certainly would know who the priest was or who the Levite was, And because there was this pecking order 
And these listeners would certainly say, aha, that's who he is. That's who that person is. So they're, they're, the words that Jesus uses and the people he identifies with would have been very much up close and personal to the listeners. So a priest would have been one of the uh, temple, potentially a temple priest mm -hmm. who would go into the uh, temple and take care of uh, either the altar of incense mm -hmm. or the lamp uh, that burns, uh, refilling the oil. Uh, so they would have been pretty high up on the um, Hollywood a-list mm -hmm. as people that are really close to God in this sense, not making movies, of course, but close to God. And then the Levites would be uh, of the same lineage of the priests, but they would be in the surrounding towns and communities. They would still be respected, but they would not necessarily be going into the temple uh, to care for the the very ornate or the very important things of God. So for both of these guys to um, walk by, like John said, you know, if they touch a dead body, you're unclean for seven days. That means you can't do the things that you're supposed to do. And you'd have to separate yourself. Here's a COVID term, right? Mm -hmm. You'd have to separate yourself from the rest of your family, society, and during those seven days, wait until you are clean again. But I do have so a question. The, um, I yeah. do have a question about that is, um, so help us understand uh, if the priest or the Levite would have chosen to tend to this uh, person that was so badly hurt or maybe possibly dead, um, did they still know that they should help that person? And even though they had to follow the rules of being unclean and they'd you know, have to follow all the rules to become clean again. Um, I mean, they should have still helped that person, correct? Well, the, the, this is one of the things that Jesus did and said that challenged the authorities because mm -hmm. he saw need over and against and above the tenets of the law. Mm -hmm. uh, the priest would be following what he knew, what he thought he should be doing, the same thing with the Levite. But Jesus is saying, isn't this Samaritan your neighbor? And we'll get into who or what sure. a Samaritan is. But uh, no, they. it, it would have been a, a tough call for this person to make. Uh, okay. And that was what caused the authorities to look with a jaded vision mm -hmm. at Jesus because he's doing things. Jesus is accused of, taking some corn or wheat out of the field and what is and they they attack Jesus at that how come you're doing that you're not supposed to be doing that on the sabbath mm -hmm. and Jesus responds well didn't david do that on the sabbath and of course they revered king david to the nth degree so mm -hmm. he comes back at him time and time again but it was people not necessarily the law that mm -hmm. but for them the law was supreme mm -hmm. So Jesus was trying to also teach the priests and the Levite, and they needed to have right. open ears right. to his words. Uh, and, and this person that was having the dialogue with Jesus, Jesus wants to make sure, okay, I'll, I'll show you who mm -hmm. your neighbor is, and we'll do it by telling this story, this okay. parable. Okay, thanks. So we move into the Samaritan, and the Samaritans were 
he was the third person to come by and he was the guy who went over and, and he checked on this guy and he did some things that were way, way over and above anything that a Samaritan may have done because the Samaritans were at odds with the Jews. Well, the Samaritans were half Jews. Uh, they were half blood. They had intermarried with Assyrian uh, people back in the day, 700 years before. And, and so their blood was no longer purely Jewish blood. Uh, and um, that would be like saying, okay, so I'm German. Did I have ancestors who were a part of the Nazis? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I might be tainted by some people because of my heritage. Well, the Samaritans, I mean, this is 700 years later and the Jews dislike, even hate the Samaritans uh, because of they, they not obeying God's law and intermarrying with other cultures. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of animosity. And as John said, when the name Samaritan got mentioned, that would prick the ears of the teacher of the law, uh, the, the expert of the law. And, and this Samaritan did some amazing things. John, why don't you take that? Well, the, to, to add to what you said about the Samaritan, if you were going from point A to point B and the shortest route was through Samaria, you did not do that. You walked a long way around. I mean, it was that kind of animosity, that kind of uh, barrier-ness. Uh, but uh, what the Samaritan does is he tends to the wounds of this person mm -hmm. who has been beaten. And then uh, he puts him on his burrow, his donkey, and takes him and takes him to an inn or a hostel or someplace. And this, this is one of those examples of a parable with a, a backside that you don't see as Jesus is telling it, but it is there. He says to the innkeeper, okay, I want you to take care of this man. Here's some money. I'm going to come back. And if there's anything more, I will pay it. And what I see in that is the innkeeper takes the role of the church, that the church has a responsibility to take care of, of people. Now, it's easy, well, who's a Samaritan? Well, uh, I can remember years ago, and I'm embarrassed, I can't tell you how long ago it was, but when the AIDS epidemic blossomed, that very much would have been the same thing. Would you go to a hospital? Because one of the tragedies of an AIDS victim was the loneliness that they experienced. And there were many wonderful Christians who reached out and still went to hospitals. Um, and the, the AIDS victim didn't need a lot, <laughs> but to a person to come in and maybe hold this person's hand, have a word of prayer, just come and visit them was, was a healing episode because they were shunned. And it was this, to me, it was the same kind of attitude towards a Samaritan. And this, this Samaritan man comes along and helps 
what we assume is, is a Jewish man who's been beat up and left by the side of the road to die. And Paul is exactly right. I mean, there are places, I mean, you know, the bandits hid out and hid from and, you know, travelers kind of thing. So people just did not go anyplace basically by themselves because they never knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But what he did was over and above, and that becomes the part, the point of that story. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when it says two denarii, I mean, it doesn't sound like much money he gave to the innkeeper to care for this guy. But there are some that say that that amount of money was between 24 and 48 days of room and board. So you're talking about uh, upwards of three weeks to, you know, six weeks worth of pay uh, to help somebody else out um, as far as the room and board goes. And we just, we don't always do that. Um, you know, we're talking, not only does he help him physically, but then he takes from his wallet and helps them that way financially too. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so much, there's so much here and we would really need another half an hour or so to, mm. to really talk through a lot of this stuff. And see, uh, that's, that, that's the beauty of the parables mm -hmm. because people have done this for 2000 years, <laughs> endeavoring to plumb the depths of what this particular, this parable or many of the parables actually say. So he tells the parable, and then the expert in the law replies, because Jesus asks, who had mercy on this guy that was beaten up? And the expert of the law says, the one who had mercy on him. And then Jesus simply says, go and do likewise. And, and so there's no, there's no escaping what Jesus wants this expert in the law to do. And as John said earlier, you know, Jesus is challenging uh, living by the every dot and tittle of the law versus living in relationship with God and with those who are our neighbors. Um, do we know who the expert in the law is? Somebody high up in the food chain, mm -hmm. uh, the religious food chain. Um, it doesn't have a specific name attached to it. Okay. Could it be a priest? Well, it probably wasn't a priest. It could have been someone related to the local synagogue, mm -hmm. because I know I, I in, t in Jesus telling the story, he doesn't say the rabbi, the teacher. He says the priest. Mm -hmm. He says mm -hmm. the Levite. So, in the ascendancy, these two men were higher up, and the teacher of the law may have been third on the list, or okay. fourth on the list. But his his role would have been if he was attached to a particular synagogue, his role would have been, okay, I'm going to interpret the law, the rabbi, and I'll maybe teach Sabbath school or something. Mm -hmm. you know? I just find it interesting that he's, he, or I, I guess it would be he, is open-minded. Um, well, remember, he was maybe even trying to trap Jesus. So he may have been open-minded, mm -hmm. but he may but have been one not. of those guys just trying to trap Jesus into saying something. Okay. Blasphemous or wrong. Okay. Oh, you're right. There's so many different, I mean, you could, you could keep talking about this, like you said, for another half an hour. So, okay. Any, uh, any other thoughts, uh, parting thoughts before we uh, end this podcast? 
I think we wanted people to look at Luke 15 for next week. Is that yeah. What? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yep. So next podcast, we'll be looking at Luke 15. And, and please uh, read it. <laughs> please read it. Short chapter. That's your homework assignment. <laughs> All right. Um, with that, uh, we'll end this podcast. And just a reminder, um, we are located at the First United Methodist Church, uh, 215 South Center in Gaylord, Michigan. And we have two services, uh, one at 9 a.m., one a contemporary at 1045 a.m. And we also uh, show those via Facebook and YouTube. So if you could join us in any which way, uh, we welcome you to do that. Thanks, everyone.